Welcome to Creative Abundance with Aubrey Westland. I'm Aubrey, your host. Over the past decade, I've ventured through the world of entrepreneurship, launching three businesses from the spark of an idea to thriving ventures. And now I'm eager to share those insights with you. Here, creativity and finance don't just coexist, they harmonize. Join me as we plant ideas, nurture dreams, and collectively harvest the riches of creative abundance. Hi friends, welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, I am so happy to have you. Welcome. I hope that you've all been enjoying the guests that we've had on the podcast the past few weeks. It's been super fun for me to get to interview other people and hear about their stories and just get their expert advice on things. We had Whitney on the podcast last week and I felt like that was really inspiring to hear her story of how she applied to Stocksy, this premium stock agency, got rejected multiple times before finally getting accepted and then making that $5,600 sale where basically she had a photo buyout and a company, a brand paid for the exclusive rights to that photo for a certain number of years. I feel like that is a really important episode for anyone who has ever been rejected by their dream stock photo agency or their number one stock photo agency because it's natural, I think, to take that as a, oh, my work isn't good enough or, you know, I've been rejected. That's that. But, and this is something I always tell my students is you can try again. You can apply as many times as you want. What Whitney shared with us was that Stocksy actually thanked her for applying so many times. Once she was finally accepted, they had seen some work of hers that she they felt was perfect to include in their collection. And now she gets to she gets to upload any work that she wants, not just what she was accepted with. There are a lot of gold nuggets in that episode. And for anyone that is tuning in because you're interested in stock photography, please go listen to it. Now, today we have another great guest who is sort of stock related, but also not. Juliana Nehas is, she's a friend of mine who is actually launching her own stock platform. It's not so much a stock agency platform as it is a creative stock platform that I guess the most similar thing it sounds to me like it's kind of like a cross between creative market and minted and we get into that into the in this episode but if you've ever applied to creative market you know that it is so competitive and it's just another market that's it's hard to get into these these days and there's a lot of competition and Juliana is creating a curated marketplace that is designed for the artists and she hopes will be a great alternative to some of the platforms that are already out there that are popular that we have all heard of. This should be a great alternative and I'm really excited to 
see this come to life and see where it goes. Juliana is just one of those people that everything she touches like turns to gold. So I think that this is actually going to be a really great platform for artists. Now we talk about in this episode, we do talk about how you can apply, how you can become a founding artist. But I do want to mention before we get started, the deadline to be a founding artist is February 11th, which is coming up very soon, but the application is not too in-depth. So if you have anything that you want to use to apply as a founding artist, go ahead and check out the website and try to apply within the next few days. You can still apply to be an artist, but becoming a founding artist does come with some perks like there's extra marketing involved that she will be doing on your behalf. You'll be one of the first artists to be accepted and have your work up on the new platform. So definitely after you listen to this episode, go and apply. I plan on applying myself, not necessarily with stock photos because yeah, I plan on applying myself with actually not stock photo work because all of that is kind of tied up with my agencies, but I have some designs that I am hoping to get accepted by Juliana. I'm all about helping to further the stock industry for the artist and that is really what I believe that the stock shop is all about. Quick reminder, Stock Photography Academy enrollment is still open. That's closing on February 20th. Go to the show notes for a little discount for my podcast listeners. But now let's jump into this episode with Juliana Nehas. Juliana, welcome to the podcast. I am sure our listeners will be excited to learn more about you and the opportunity that you have to share with us today. You have done something that is not easy that I have not seen very many individuals accomplish. People without, let's say, a lot of money to build something like this. And that is you created your own stock marketplace. And I know that there have been like levels to this or tiers to this, which we will get into. But I think that you pulled this off so well. And I think that, yeah, there's a lot that we can learn from you when it comes to like niches and stock photography. But before we get into that, I would love to have you share a little bit of what was your journey like? How did you end up as a product photographer first off? Yeah, my, I think like a lot of creatives, like my journey was very winding and mm-hmm. not a linear path at all. That I, is such a creative thing. Like, I feel like we all have this like, oh yeah, I, for one year, like I did animation and then I popped over here. Exactly. Yeah. I just knew, I always had this like desire to do something creative and I never really knew what that thing was. I grew up playing the harp. I still play the harp. And so I thought, oh, maybe music, maybe music is my thing and that's what I should Mm do. So I did get a minor in music in college and worked at a symphony for a while in their marketing department. And then I thought, okay, maybe working like behind the scenes for a creative organization is the way to go. So then I got a master's in nonprofit thinking I would work, you know, for a symphony forever. And then I ended up working in an art museum, which I loved. I loved that job so, Mm -hmm. so much. 
as their membership manager. And then my husband accepted a job on the other side of the state. So I had to quit that job. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, though, like in the background of all these jobs, and I should say, I should back up. I also worked a lot of jobs I hated, right? I worked at a law firm. I hated that. I worked at a design firm, which was okay. Mm -hmm. But a lot of jobs that required me to like punch in and out, wear a suit, come really to, my to the office. <laughs> right. It was really, really hard for me to work in those environments. And right. so always in the background, even when I was working at the symphony or at the art museum, I was exploring like different creative things. I thought maybe I could be a calligrapher. So I learned calligraphy. And then I thought maybe I could be a an illustrator or a pattern surface designer. So I did not be important you know, online and pattern surface design. And I liked all those things and they were fun. And I thought, okay, if I can, you know, draw a little and I can do a little calligraphy, maybe I can design wedding invitations. So I started doing that and selling them on Etsy in my free time. And it was doing okay. It was fine. But one of the Mm -hmm. biggest things I found was that it was really hard to find mock-ups for the wedding invitations that looked the way I wanted them to look or like showed the correct, you know, pieces. So like the envelope with right. the right size invitation or whatever. And there are kind of industry standards, you know, different like things. Sometimes like a card will be, you know, standard sizing, but it might be vertical versus horizontal. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Or like there are these little nuances that stationers hate, like if you're a photographer listening to this, stationers don't like shoes next to their <laughs> They just don't like it. So it was hard to find the right kinds of images. So I'll wrap this story up. But basically, I started taking my own photos of my work and of mock-ups. And I thought, okay, let me like put these mock-ups up for sale, you know, in different places online. And they started selling. And it just started snowballing. And so... Then I started getting inquiries from people saying, hey, who does your photography? And I was like, it's me. And (laughs) then I started working with custom clients, opening up, you know, just a stock shop for wedding stationers who needed really good Mm -hmm. products. And it just grew from there. And so now I do commercial photography full time and I work with all kinds of brands now. But there's now there's the two sides of my business, the stock shop and, you know, working with clients. So. A long and winding road. So is the styled stock shop no more? As No. So the, st- the styled stock shop is definitely still a thing. So the styled stock shop is my like mock-up membership for wedding stationary designers. And it's a okay. very, very specific niche that definitely. I love working with. And I've gotten really good at working with. But over time, I've thought, okay, if this market had such a hard time finding mock-ups, I bet there are other creatives who are also having a hard time finding other digital assets. So now I'm sort of expanding into this idea of what if it was a bigger thing? And so I'm, I'm planning on, I shouldn't even say it that way, I am opening a new business called The Stock Shop, which will have a lot more variety. And I'm really excited about that kind of next interview. Yeah. I am excited to hear more about that. So, well, first off, how many, like about how many years would you say that journey was from when you started like putting things up on Etsy to opening up like your own 
stock shop, the styled stock shop. So from Etsy to st- the, the styled stock shop was probably, <laughs> I think I started my first Etsy store in 2012. And then I went full time when we moved. So 2018. Yeah. So that was when I started creating mock-ups and selling them and then opening up. Well, the membership as it is today, it's just a year old. So that one is fairly recent. We met in a business mastermind. Yes. And that was in, was that in 2021? I think so. And so then I was selling, it was still called the Styled Stack Shop, but it wasn't a membership at the time. It was more like a one-off. Yeah, exactly. Like a market. Okay. Go on into that. That's what I read. That's what I remember it as. So that's what I was just trying to like piece together. Yeah. So that was probably like 2020 that I did that iteration Mm -hmm. of it. And then last year turned it into a membership site instead. What made you decide to to move to the membership model? I mean, if I'm being totally honest, I felt like I could make more money. (laughs) I felt like. Did um, you? (laughs) Yeah. I actually. Yeah. 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 So what's been interesting is, so people would come and they would buy maybe one or two mock-ups at $15 a piece. Mm-hmm. And then they would come back maybe six months later and buy another mock-up and then six months later and buy another mock-up. So maybe I could, you know, one person might spend like $100 with me over a couple of years. And I thought, right. okay, what if they could just have unlimited mock-ups? Like, Mm -hmm. would people go for that? And I asked my audience. I had about, I think, maybe 500 people at that point who had bought from me. So I that list. And I was like, hey, would you be interested in being part of a membership where you can get unlimited downloads and all these things? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. So ultimately, it was a way better kind of revenue for me than Mm -hmm. trying to get people to buy, you know, these individual mock-ups. More consistent, I'm sure. And the larger yeah. agencies, they kind of do this too. Like you can buy photo packs, you know, where yeah. it's kind of like, I don't know necessarily about it, a membership option, but I know they have like different versions of this. And it does work well for certain people because it saves them money. And they, you know, I'm sure like some of your stationers, they probably reused the same mock-up when like it might have been you know better for their shop aesthetic to have multiple styles and now they can do that like yeah probably within budget too so definitely it's a way better value for them because they have now they have hundreds of mock-ups at their fingertips for one price so which is awesome so that still exists but it's separate than the stock shop Yes, and I know the names are confusing. I'm working that out. No, I don't think, I feel like it's a good, like, cohesive brand strategy. I don't think that it's confusing. Okay, so that's kind of how the idea came about. But how, like, do you have, you know, kind of like an idea of the aesthetics or like the type of people you want to serve? Like, is this going to be... I know it's not going to be as niche as the styled stock shop, but like, I guess my question is like for the people, the friends listening today, what are you looking for as far as who would fit into new version, the stock shop? Yeah. So for the stock shop, I'm really looking to serve two overlapping audiences, which are creators and all creators at some point need 
high quality assets to enhance whatever it is that they're doing. So it might be a really beautiful font or it might be a website template or it might be, you know, a stock photo that you need uh -huh. on that website. <laughs> and so my vision is to create a site that is highly curated and vetted. So, uh -huh. you know, when you go on the site, you are going to find the best of the best and everything's going to be super high quality. And you don't have to spend hours sifting through, you know, thousands of listings trying to find the thing that will work for what you're doing. So that's on the one side. And then on the other side, what I found as somebody who was selling on these kind of like digital marketplaces is because there's so much competition, even if your thing is really, really good, it's really hard to be found. So yes, it makes I, me think of creative marketplace or even yeah. Etsy these days. Yeah, exactly. And especially, I, I feel like weird saying, you know, especially on this platform, but on, on one of those platforms, you are paying seller's fees, you pay fees for advertising, you pay, I mean, mm -hmm. dozens and dozens of fees, and then your profit is so small and the competition is so great. And ultimately yeah. what ends up happening is whoever puts the most money behind their, you know, advertising with that brand is the one that wins out, even if it's not as good. I also got started on Etsy around like the same time as you, like maybe 2013. Yeah. And back then, like, I feel like it was a little bit easier. Like Etsy actually featured some of my, at a wedding invitation shop. And they actually like featured some of my invitations, like on their front page and in their email newsletter. Yeah. And which like brought me a ton of traffic and like is the, probably the biggest reason why I was able to like quit my job and become an entrepreneur. And I just, I don't know that that happens today. I think that a lot of it is like you, you pay for it. You have you to do. pay for the ads now. Yeah. And you so absolutely. like I loved Etsy back in the day and I always like love it, you know, in a way, but I won't necessarily recommend it to everyone starting out especially not as like your only platform for sure and I think that's a really common experience and that there's just a need right now in the market for somewhere else and I agree isn't and this sounds you know kind of funny because there's beauty in inviting anyone to do anything but I think there needs to be a platform where it is curated and mm -hmm only the best of the best. So then the what I'm planning on is as the stock shop then, then I take on the risk and responsibility of marketing the stock shop, right? Marketing right. all who are invited to be on the platform, almost like Minted. So if people aren't familiar with how Minted does it, they put out a submission process and then artists can submit their work. And then that work is sold on Minted if you like rise to the top. So it's going to be a really similar process for the stock shop. And then like when you go to Minted, you're buying from Minted and Minted does all the advertising. They feature their artists. They pay out commissions and prize money. And so that's kind of what I'm envisioning with the stock shop is that same sort of structure. Certain yeah, that, like, I love that. Will there be any sort of community aspect? I hope so. So it's yeah. very much in its infancy and... I'm working on building out the site right now. 
And I think over time it will grow and change. And I think there should be a community aspect to it. There will be a community voting aspect. So very similar to Minted. I want people to upload their designs, people to vote on it. So everything always stays like ahead of the trends and really meets the needs of the community. Because again, it's the same Mm -hmm. community. Whoever's buying is also selling, right? It's the same. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's just a lot of interesting things. Yeah, that sounds fun. Could you give me like maybe a few examples of like what you'd love to see as far as submissions? Yeah. So right now, because the shop hasn't launched yet, there isn't a specific category. I really need content across all categories. Yeah, that's (laughs) fine. So all types of fonts, templates, illustrations, graphics, stock photos, and Mm -hmm. mock-ups. So Anything and everything, as long as it is really good. So what I'm looking for in terms of photography would be high quality stock photos, but they could be any industry. They could be landscapes, nature, urban, weddings. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm really Mm -hmm. looking for a bit of everything at this point. And then down the road, it will get more specific with specific calls for submissions, you know, category. But at this Mm -hmm. point, it's about getting great artists. Featuring them, especially being like a founding artist, I really want to feature the founding artists and mm-hmm. get the thing going. Will sellers, contributors, or artists, you're yeah. calling them artists, right? Yeah. So will artists set their own prices or is there like a kind of like a flat fee across the site? Have you decided that yet? I haven't decided <laughs> yet. Initially, That's okay. my intention was a flat fee, but the more I started thinking about it, there are certain things that would naturally cost a different price. So, you know, if mm-hmm. it's in like a one page, you know, flyer or something, you know, template for yeah. multi-page. So it's starting to get into those sort of like nuances of figuring it out. So I think what I'm going to do is ask the community and the founding artists kind of what their needs are and what would best mm-hmm. suit. I love that. I know. Yeah, that would be tricky. I can see it being easy like for photos, like a photo is a photo and you can, you know, you can charge a different price by say size or some agencies. It's like, what license do you need? Which basically is like, how are you going to use this photo? But then, like you said, with designs, you know, something could include like 20 pages of templates and (laughs) another design would be like one thing. So I know that creative market, they allow their sellers to set their own prices, but then you also have to deal with like people price cutting others. Right. And I think that's where part of the, like the twist is with this marketplace is not anybody can just go on and open up shop. So there Mm -hmm. are going to be some rules and restrictions around it and you will have to be approved to have your artwork. Yeah. So one of my issues with stock and a big reason why my favorite agencies are my favorite agencies is because there's kind of like this differentiation between like these agencies cater to the customers and Mm -hmm. these agencies cater to the artist. Mm -hmm. It really sounds like your stock shop is going to cater to the artist, which I love, like I think that, you know, moving forward with like AI, just all these things coming out and with what we've seen happen to Etsy and Creative Market, it's like 
we need more of that. We need more agencies or shops that are like putting the artists first. Yeah. You like what you described kind of reminds me of Stocksy. Like they're set up like a co-op mm-hmm. and they do, they vote on like their artists get to vote on decisions for the organization, which is great. And so, yeah, I just, I love what you're doing. I love that it's another place that is kind of like for the artist, putting the artist first. And obviously you've thought about a lot of this. So thank you. So can you just tell me a little bit more about the benefits of being a stock shop artist? Yeah, so there's going to be, because it is a curated marketplace, one of the main benefits is going to be the competition or sort of lack thereof. It's not going to be mm-hmm. a place where you open up your own shop. It's going to be positioned as the stock shop where everything is super high quality and vetted. So you won't be lost in a sea of thousands of other people listing something similar to yours. And I think that's going to be one of the main differentiators. The other is there's going to be a voting component down the road where people from the community can vote on the artwork or designs to be sold on the site. And then the last one is, at least for the launch, we'll see long-term, at least for the launch and founding artists, there's going to be a 50% commission. So I think a lot of artists can get excited about that. Wonderful. There aren't going to (laughs) be... Yeah, there aren't going to be hidden fees. There aren't going to be, you know, me asking you to pay for marketing, like nothing like that. Like I'm marketing Mm -hmm. the stock shop and you get a 50% commission on every single piece of yours that sells on the site. And so I think kind of this like equality will be biggest differentiators. So would you like your contributors to when they're submitting work to you, would you like them to like choose a niche or like curate their portfolio? Are you open to like anything and everything? Like say for me, for example, or even like what I, with the way it works with most larger agencies, at least what I would tell my students is submit everything you can, because with those agencies, like quantity matters, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't sound like it's like your stock shop is a little bit different. So I guess like for me, if I were to submit photos, would you want me to like choose one category or how does that work? No, I think contributing artists can submit as much as they want, as long as they feel like it's, first of all, their best work. But also one thing I failed to mention so far is the shop I am planning on having whatever is sold on the site being exclusive to the stock shop. So keeping that in mind as well. So Right. Which is normal for like a premium agency. Right. Exactly. Because I want to position it that way so that people are hopefully paying a little bit more because they know the quality is great. Then the artist earns a bit more. But yeah, at this point, I would say across categories. So if you have photos of all kinds, submit them. And then I'll be (laughs) personally at this point (laughs) going through one by one and taking a look at every single item and then determining what gets sold on the site for the launch. For the submission process, what does that look like? Does it just sending you photos in some way or do we need to like keyword our photos first? What are your Uh, expectations? That's a great (laughs) question. So at this point, people can visit the stockshop.com and there's a little form to fill out with just your basic information, a link to your portfolio or your website. 
and also somewhere for you to kind of tag what type of creator you are, whether mm-hmm. you're a photographer, or, you know, graphic designer, whatever that is right. for you. And then again, at this point, that is phase one. And then I take a look at some of your work. And then if you are moved into the second part of the submission process at this point, you'll basically be asked to submit things in a Dropbox folder. And then I can take a look at every single thing and decide if it will be listed or not. If it will be, then you'll get a contract and everything will become much more formalized. Later, once the shop actually launches, there is a front end submission area. So I'll be putting out a call for, let's say I need stock photos, like travel stock photos. Then you can go in and upload your own work. It'll be voted Mm -hmm. on by the community. And then the winners will then be asked to sell their work on the site. Later on, it's a much more formalized process. This this is just a content (laughs) launch. It's a combination of, you know, forms and Dropbox. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which is honestly like hop on it now because that sounds a lot easier than what my students have to deal with with uh, other agencies. But wow, that just sounds so great. I'm excited to go through, see if I have some work I can submit to to you, but I'm sure many of my past students and listeners will be interested in this as well. So shall we just put the link in the show notes or do you have any advice on where they should go to find you? Yeah, no, the link is great. So it's thestockshop.com. They can email me at hello at thestockshop.com. But also you can find me on Instagram. So if you want to just contact me directly, it's at Juliana Mary. Perfect. Oh, I'm so excited for you. And I cannot wait. When is when is the launch of the stock so, shop? I'm anticipating it being very soon, this spring. And that's uh-huh. because I'm actually going on a series, a TV show, wow. like an entrepreneurial reality show and working on the stock shop. So I'm trying to get it as far as I what? can go on that show. <laughs> so it's hopefully going to be great marketing for the business and yeah. great artists that are founding artists. Um, absolutely so hopefully by March so the sooner is that is that show like a top secret thing like you can't talk about it yet or a little bit (laughs) well maybe after we'll have you back on to share that'd uh, be awesome yeah or we'll be able to share where to watch that that's so exciting I'm so excited for you okay well awesome thank you so much Juliana for sharing this opportunity with us and Yeah, if anyone has questions, follow-up questions, I'm sure they can just reach out to you. I will put all your information in the show notes and I'll make sure, yeah, that's available to everyone. But yeah, thank you so much for putting this together and for coming on and sharing with us. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Bye, everyone.